Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me today. The phone number, if you want to be a part of this here program, 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. Now, I got to do something here out of the gate. This is important and I literally need everyone's attention. And I don't care where you are. Whether you're in Sacramento or St. Simons Island, Georgia, I need you to listen to the next 10 minutes, please. Now, as I think all of you know, I got my start. Well, I got really got my start in making George on a cumulus station where the local guy got arrested in a crack house and they needed somebody to fill in. And, and they asked me, I was on TV at the time. Well, they, I, I did it and I wound up being on radio in Atlanta uh, when Herman Cain ran for president and have stayed. And so I really got my start on WSB in Atlanta, uh, started nine to midnight, moved very quickly into evening drive time where I was until my friend Rush Limbaugh passed away earlier this year. And a bunch of radio companies got out first and filled up uh, the noon to three slots. And I, I have a, I got about uh, 20 stations or so, mostly in Georgia, but now stretching outside and I'm trying to get other stations. I, I want to be a national radio show host. I actually think I'm good at this, and I have ratings that prove not only am I good at it, probably better than a lot of other people doing it. And there is this competing and demanding pressure along the way of how much do you talk about Georgia when your flagship station and most of your stations are in Georgia, and how much do you talk about non-Georgia stuff? Because, you know, my flagship station had its way in WSB where I started. I This would be a Georgia show, and you'd be forced to listen to me, and none of you would want to listen to me. And one of the complaints I've gotten from, from program directors around the country as we start to stretch out as well is that this is a Georgia show. So, no, it's not. I try to work Georgia topics in so that people who live in Des Moines, Iowa can, can relate to them. Well, I got to actually start with a Georgia story. And I, I assume all of you can relate to this and my frustration, but this is really for the people of Georgia. And don't be mad at me. If you're not in Georgia, but sometimes you got to talk about and take care of the folks close to home. And this is really this, I, my, my blood pressure's through the roof. And all of you anywhere can realize what it's like to deal with these sorts of Republicans. If you're a longtime listener of this program, you know, earlier this year, the board of pardon and paroles in Georgia let out the world's most prolific collector of child pornography. That's not my description for this man. That's the description of the judge who sentenced the man to a thousand years in prison so that he would never get out. Now you're thinking when I say he had child pornography, you're thinking this man had pictures of naked kids. Well, he did. But he also had pictures and videos of toddlers being raped. He had pictures and videos of children being sexually assaulted, abused, raped. And he had pictures of kids and video of kids being tortured. Not only did he have pictures and videos of children being tortured and raped, he had set up video cameras in his office to film young women using the bathroom at his office. So the judge in the case sentenced him to a thousand years in prison so that this man 
would never, ever, ever get out of prison again. Never, ever, ever be a harm to anyone again. Seven years after he was sentenced, the Georgia Court of Appeals ruled that his sentence, given the circumstances, was fair. In fact, the, the Georgia courts ruled that it was not excessive to put this man in prison for a thousand years, given what he had done. Y'all, we're talking pictures. I can't even, makes me want to gag. We're talking pictures of little children being, your, your mind can't even contemplate what was on these videos. You have to go to a place that does not exist in your head to be able to comprehend what this man had videos of. Things that were they your child, you would wish to murder the people who did them, did those things to your child. And he was put away for a thousand years and on appeal, the court of appeals ruled it was justified. Think about that. All he had were pictures and videos, but the extent of them and the nature of them, the court ruled justified a thousand years in prison. And three weeks later, they let him out of prison and he walks the streets of Atlanta today. The courts did not do this. The Board of Pardon and Paroles did this. The Board of Pardon and Paroles in Georgia is an executive branch entity that is removed from the governor's control. The governor of the state of Georgia has no power over the Board of Pardon and Paroles. The reason was, back in the day, the Georgia governor used to exert pressure on pardon and paroles. And so a constitutional amendment was passed that structures it as an entity in and of itself that the governor, all he can do is appoint. The current governor, Brian Kipp, has only just in the last three months made an appointment. All of the other members of the Board of Pardon and Paroles were appointed by Governor Nathan Deal. And on his way out the door, he quickly reappointed them to deprive Brian Kemp, the current governor, of any appointments. And it is those members of the Board of Pardon and Paroles who allowed the world's greatest, most prolific collector of child pornography to roam the streets of Georgia. The only people who can do anything about this are the members of the Georgia legislature. They're the only ones. Why? Because the legislature has the power of oversight, the power of investigation, the power of budget, and the power of impeachment. They could impeach the members of the Board of Pardon and Paroles. And you should know the Georgia Supreme Court and the Georgia Court of Appeals have been fairly outspoken that something must happen because this is not the only sexual predator the Board of Pardon and Paroles has been light on. Had a guy a couple of weeks ago who was let out of prison early for rape. There was another guy, a, a member of the Court of Appeals, drew my attention to this case. He was a sexual predator. The Board of Pardon and Paroles let out of prison earlier than they should have. And then they did not require him to report. So we, we, we he's gone He's somewhere we don't know. They didn't require him to register and they did not require him to report. So there's a sexual predator somewhere in the Southeast United States roaming free and the Board of Pardon and Paroles didn't require it. And when they went back and said, wait, 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 dude, we, you got to do this. 
Unfortunately, the, the Georgia court system doesn't say, no, you let him out. You, you pardoned him. You can't now make him come back and do this because you've already let him go. Now, I bring this up because the Georgia legislature could have done something. I talked about it all last year when they were in their legislative session and they did nothing. They did not inquire. They did not investigate. They did not impeach. They did nothing. The world's most prolific collector of child pornography who had pictures and videos of children, children, not, not preteens, not, not, not teens, children, toddlers, and all sorts of sexually explicit torture videos. And your legislature in Georgia chose to do nothing. Neither the Republicans nor the Democrats did anything to address the situation. But today, today in the Georgia House of Representatives, they intend to punish one member of the Georgia House of Representatives. They intend to end his political career. Do you know what his crime was? He's a combat veteran. Served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Flew helicopter missions. But he committed a crime. And they're going to punish him. They're going to destroy his political career. And they're not just going to destroy his political career. They're going to punish his voters for sending him to the legislature. He represents a very Republican part of the state. Decisively went for Donald Trump. And the state House of Representatives is going to carve up his district and draw the line so that every inch of his district is governed by Democrats in the state legislature. Why? Because his voters chose to return him to the legislature after the powers that be in the legislature said, don't reelect him. They chose to do it anyway. The voters chose to do it. And so this Republican part of the state of Georgia must be punished because they sent a criminal to the state legislature. Do you know what his crime was? He had the audacity to suggest the Speaker of the House of Representatives might be corrupt and need to go. That's it. He challenged the Speaker of the House, who is corrupt and does need to go. The Speaker of the House of Representatives in Georgia was taking money from criminal defense clients and then permanently delaying their trials so they would never have to go to trial. One young lady was raped by a preacher. By a preacher! Raped by a preacher! And the preacher went to the Speaker of the House of Representatives in Georgia and paid him an exorbitant sum of money. And for 10 years, the Speaker of the House of Representatives dragged the case out so the man never had to go to trial because the Speaker of the House was able to get the law changed in Georgia that if a lawyer was the Speaker of the House, he could perpetually delay cases. And he did for a fee. The young lady tried to commit suicide. She couldn't get closure on what happened. The church that her parents belonged to blamed her and the family. How could the preacher we invited do something like that? For a decade, this girl lived with the trauma. 
And a decade later, do you know what they did? The Speaker of the House was able to get the man out of the state. He'll never go to jail. Just exiled from Georgia, sent back to Ohio. That's all. That's the closure this rape victim got from the Speaker of the House. So Philip Singleton, a conservative combat veteran, member of the State House, who the Speaker tried twice in elections to beat, raised the issue and dared to challenge the Speaker of the House of Representatives. And the State House of Representatives now will draw districts to make sure that Philip Singleton's land that he covers and represents those voters will be controlled by Democrats. In fact, to make it happen, the Republicans in the Georgia House of Representatives are going to give the Democrats five of their seats. They did not have to give them five of their seats, but to arrange the lines to ensure that Philip Singleton cannot go back to Atlanta, they had to give up five seats and say, well, it's demographic changes in the state. Could have given four and saved Singleton, but they chose not to. The Republicans in the Georgia House of Representatives took no action on their Speaker of the House when he protected a preacher who raped a girl. And the Georgia Republicans in the State House of Representatives have taken no action to protect your children from the world's most prolific collector of child pornography who roams the streets of Atlanta at this very moment. But a combat veteran, conservative, Trump-supporting state Republican legislator who dared to suggest the Speaker of the House of Representatives might be corrupt, they will not only punish him, they will draw the lines to ensure that his voters are punished as well. If you live in Fayette and Coweta County, you need to understand that your Republican state legislators will be drawing redistricting lines to make sure that you have no Republicans to represent you because you voted for someone who had the audacity to point out the Speaker of your House of Representatives was corrupt. You will be drawn into districts that tie you into the city of Atlanta. And so Democrats from the city of Atlanta will govern you in the state legislature, though you chose to move not even to the suburbs, but the exurbs of Fayette and Coweta County. You will be stuck with Democratic rule for your districts because the Speaker of the House of Representatives in Georgia found no time at all to investigate why the world's most prolific collector of child pornography got out of prison after seven years of a thousand-year sentence, but he can move heaven and earth to make sure that you, the voters of Coweta and Fayette County, are punished for the next decade for daring to send a combat veteran to the state house who questioned his power. The only way for you to stop this is literally for every single one of you in Fayette County and Coweta County to get in your car right now and drive to the state legislature and be mad, at hell at, mad as hell at them. That's it. That's it. Unless you show up at the state legislature today and raise holy hell at your legislators, it's going to happen. The Democrats will be in charge. And the world's most prolific collector of child pornography will roam the streets with the Speaker of the House of Representatives doing nothing to stop him. Until, God forbid... That man 
suggests the Speaker of the House is corrupt. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. Redistricting is happening around the nation. In Virginia, the Democrats there decided to do a nonpartisan redistricting plan. The Democrats in Virginia, uh, it was a voter-approved issue to allow a committee to draw nonpartisan lines. Now it turns out those lines by the nonpartisan commission, it's actually a bipartisan commission if we're honest about it. Um, the, the, uh, the lines have been drawn and those lines will favor the Republicans. And so the Democrats in Virginia are now running to the Virginia Supreme Court, begging them to toss the lines. Now that the election has happened and they realize uh, it's not quite going according to plan for them. And so now they need the, the lines to be upended in Virginia. Now, for those in Georgia, I'm getting a lot of phone calls. What what can we do about the lines? I'm getting emails from folks. What can we do to stop this from happening in the state house? Nothing. You can do nothing unless you show up. A mass of people show up and demand change. Uh, unless you people flood into the state capitol and demand that they change it, nothing. Uh, Republicans never act like the Black Lives Matters and Antifa crowds. They, they don't. And so I don't expect people to show up and change. Uh, but if they do, they might get change. Otherwise, those of you in Coweta and Fayette are going to be uh, have nobody but Democratic representatives to watch over you for the next couple of years. They're stretching the lines all the way up I-85 to Atlanta to make sure that you can never again elect a Republican as punishment for electing a conservative Trump-supporting Republican. And yes, those of you not in Georgia who are confused, yes, yes, This is the Republicans who are doing this. It's the Georgia Republicans. The chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia has said nothing who's too busy attacking the governor of Georgia to care. The Republicans in Georgia have uh, great dysfunction right now. The chairman of the party is all in on stop the steal and not on actually defending future seats. I suppose we're going to find him uh, registering or, or locking into who's running for something at some point soon. Uh, and so he can't he can't muster a fight against the Speaker of the House. The the Georgia elected Republicans statewide won't say anything about the Speaker of the House. So you people in Coweta and Fayette are screwed unless you yourselves take it in your own hands and head up 85 to the state capitol today and, and uh, march in there and raise holy hell about what they're doing to you. But they probably won't listen to you even then. They're too busy protecting child molesters and sex predators to to actually protect you. Uh, They don't want to do that. You're the bad guy, not the actual criminals out there. The criminals they're okay with. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, should you wish to be a part of this program, 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. We must leave behind the news of Georgia and move to Montana. Now, I am concerned, and I know a lot of you are, with the growing illiberalism out there. Now, what do I mean by illiberalism? In large part, it's a free and open society whereby we can agree to disagree on issues and still have society. We should be able, as a people, in a society, in a United States, to have a group of United States where 
People in California can believe something. People in Georgia can believe something else. People in Montana can believe something. And, and we all go along to get along, and we don't punish each other for disagreeing. We should be able to have states that are pro-abortion and states that are pro-life. We should be able to have states that are pro-gay marriage and anti-gay marriage. The Supreme Court has instead on these moral issues of the day chosen to impose the morality of five black-robed masters with the morality of Harvard Yard on 350 million Americans. Five members of the Supreme Court in these issues deciding they know what's best for 350 million people who never went to a godless secular Ivy League institution. But we should, uh, once the Supreme Court has decided, it's, it's settled law in this country unless the people want to change it through amending the Constitution. But along the way, the Supreme Court has not forced people to give up their sincerely held religious beliefs. There are on the planet 3.5 to 4 billion Christians. It's the largest religious group on the planet. Uh, rapidly growing are the Muslim population of about 2 billion people. Between the 3 billion Christians and the 2 billion uh, Muslims and the 1 billion Hindus, you have 6 billion people who predominantly view the world through a culturally conservative lens when it comes to sexual ethics and other issues. But the National Association of Realtors, like so many institutions in the United States, has been taken over by progressives illiberal progressives. It is the growing body of progressives in America who believe that if you do not agree with them on cultural issues, you must be shut out of society. And they hatched an ingenious scheme which has given rise to illiberal conservatives. See, the illiberal progressives believe that you should not be able to work at a Fortune 500 company or be a member of a trade association unless you agree with their values. And if you do not, you should not be allowed to be a part of those. In the past, we left all that stuff on the side. If you had crazy religious views or, or hyper-secular or sectarian views, it didn't matter in the trade association, didn't matter in the business. You, you could be employed and they could not impose their morality on you. The left has decided, though, government can't do this. But the courts have said what, what business wants to do, business can do. And so the left has taken that and they've used businesses now to advance their agenda. The right's reciprocal response now is that the government should be able to force these businesses to adhere to a morality. The problem for the right is they're played into a trap with their illiberalism. The moment you decide on the right, you're going to set a precedent that the government can force these businesses to behave in a certain way with their employees the left will take that precedent and amp it up. And there are more of them than there are of you. There are more progressives than there are conservatives. Society bends towards hell. We're on the slippery slope to Gomorrah, not the Marvel character. Now, there is a last day. And if you're on the side of righteousness, you win. So you don't have to worry about all that. But we're dealing with it right now, this this slippery slope. So progressives are using businesses 
to advance their agenda and silence dissent. The National Association of Realtors earlier this year announced that it would be policing realtors in America. It's a trade association. You do not have to belong. You can be a realtor and not belong to the Realtors Association. The problem is in legal right, you can be a realtor. In practicality, you cannot because of your access to the multiple listing service that the realtors control. The realtors announced that they would be policing your behavior outside of being a realtor. And that leads us to a preacher named Brandon Huber. Let's go, Brandon, this real Brandon. Brandon Huber is the pastor of the Clinton Community Church in Clinton, Montana. The Clinton Community Church has for years, years, partnered with the Missoula Food Bank in Missoula, Montana for a program called Kids Eat Free. They, they hungry, poor kids, they make sure have a meal for free at no cost. And the church has helped for years. Well, the Alphabet Gang showed up in Missoula, Montana. And the Alphabet Gang convinced the Missoula, Montana Food Bank that they needed to start passing off Alphabet Gang materials to the kids. Just in case the kids were curious about their sexuality, we need to make sure they understand those feelings they have, that love is love. And the Clinton Community Church, which is a biblical Orthodox church, shares the views of three billion Christians on planet Earth, two billion Muslims and a billion Hindu on the matter of sexual ethics. He said, we're very sorry. We're not going to be able to participate with you anymore as a church because your views that you're advocating from the alphabet gang violate core Christian doctrine on sexual ethics. But don't worry, food bank. We will take the money we've been giving to you and we will help you feed the children on our own terms, at our own facility, so we can make sure kids still eat. And so they did. But a member of the Alphabet Gang was having none of it. Brandon Huber is the pastor of Clinton Community Church. Now, here's a shocking statistic you may not know. Did you know that 68%, more than two-thirds of the pastors in the United States of America who pastor church congregations do not actually earn their living from the church. They earn their living elsewhere. More than two-thirds of the preachers in the United States of America who pastor churches earn their living from something other than preaching. They preach in their spare time, much as it was in the early church. Brandon Huber is one of those people. He gets a stipend from the Clinton Community Church for being their pastor, but in his day job, he's a realtor. Ah, you see where this goes. A member of the Alphabet Gang in Missoula, in Missoula, Montana, has filed an ethics complaint against Brandon Huber with the Grievance Committee of the Missoula Organization of Realtors, according to the Alphabet Gang complaint. The National Association of Realtors says you may take no action harmful 
to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity of another person as a realtor or in your private life. Yep. According to the then president of the National Association of Realtors, who is from San Francisco, California, quote, I applaud the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors and our Professional Standards Committee for their efforts to raise the bar on the professionalism and private speech of America's 1.4 million realtors. Combating and overcoming bigotry and injustice starts with each of us. Realtors today took tangible steps to ensure we are held to the highest possible standards while providing a mechanism of enforcement for those who violate our new policies. In other words, your private conduct and your deeply held religious beliefs can now have you barred from being a member of the Realtor Association. And if you are barred from being a member of the Realtors Association, many realtors and realtor realty companies won't do business with you as a realtor because you can't have access to the multiple listing service. They take away your ability to be a realtor, even though legally you can still be one. So Brandon Huber is the pastor of the Clinton Community Church. Brandon Huber and his day job is a realtor. And the Alphabet Gang has filed an ethics grievance against him with the local Realtor Association. He could be fined by the Realtors Association $5,000. He's got to attend an ethics hearing on December 2nd. He could be booted from the association and deprived of his livelihood. Because his church, not him, but his church, the church he's the pastor of, decided that they could not partner with the food bank because the food bank was advocating contrary to biblical doctrine. You will be made to care. You will be made to care. You will not be allowed to sit on the sidelines on this issue. They will force you to care. And if you care the way they don't want you to care, you'll be punished. Brandon Huber and his congregation are being made to care by the Alphabet Gang who demand fealty to their secular religion and their issues. He will be driven from the Realtors Association, denied access to the benefits of membership, will not be able to be a realtor in practice as a result if this goes forward because the National Association of Realtors were hijacked by the Wokes. And Woko Haram cannot abide being mocked like the devil himself cannot abide being mocked. And the only difference between Boko Haram and Woko Haram is that Boko Haram will chop off your head if you challenge their gods. The Wokes will not kill you. They will just make sure you starve to death and can't feed your family to destroy you. And that's what's happening to Brandon Huber now. Now, some of you are saying, wait, 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 you think the baker shouldn't have to bake the cake and now you're trying to make them comply. Well, but there's a difference, is there not? You fail to see. No, I don't think the baker should be forced to bake the cake. An individual should not be forced to give up their deeply held religious beliefs. A trade association is supposed to be an amalgamation of all the people who want to be realtors. 
There is a difference between forcing individuals to adhere to an orthodoxy and forcing the trade associations of America to be open to all comers. They should not force individuals to give up their deeply held religious beliefs in order to be a realtor. You should not have to force a baker to give up his deeply held religious beliefs to be a baker. This is about the individual, not the mob. The mob needs to show tolerance for those with whom they disagree. The individuals should not be forced to give up their deeply held religious beliefs to comply with the mob. But the wokes use the mob to destroy those who dissent. And in Missoula, Montana, a church could not go along with the sexual orthodoxy of the secular sexual revolution. And so they decided to find their own way to feed kids. And they're doing it. They're giving free meals to the poor in Montana. They're still helping. But because they're not helping promote the Alphabet Gang's agenda, their pastor may have his livelihood ruined because that's what the wokes do. And here's the thing. I don't know if you're paying attention to the public right now and the mood of the public, but there is a growing backlash to this coming across the country. We've seen it in Virginia. We just saw it in New Jersey. We're seeing it in Pennsylvania. We're seeing it across the country. The American public understands the difference between trade associations enforcing the values of the wokes and individuals not being forced to give up their deeply held religious beliefs to participate in civil society. The illiberalism of the left is sparking an illiberalism of the right, and this is the policy equivalent of the unstoppable object or the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object, and they're about to collide, and we're all going to be collateral damage from this unless the left realizes it has to leave people alone. If the left will not leave people alone, the right will use the government to force it. The problem with that is that the left can then use those precedents against the right later. And we go back and forth until we are no longer a United States. If you want this nation to survive, I beg you, leave people's personal conscious decisions alone without forcing wokeism on them, or it will end badly for everybody. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. Listen, several realtors have emailed and said, you don't have to be a member of the Realtors Association. And that's true. You do not have to be a member of the Realtors Association. But for networking, access to the MLS, all sorts of other benefits, uh, you, you kind of should be. All of these people who emailed are members of the Realtors Association. Um, for the networking and everything else. And, and it, we're increasingly coming to a, a point in the country where you can't be unless you're going to give up your deeply held religious beliefs, which is unfortunate. Now, speaking of the wokes, what have I said? The wokes, they won't kill you. They just want to destroy you. Uh, the latest to be destroyed is John Cormandy. John Cormandy is an astronomer. He published a piece in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences and it had to be yanked 
for threatening the conduct of inclusive science. Now, this is from City Journal. Coromandy, an expert on supermassive black holes and professor emeritus at the University of Texas at Austin, acknowledges no errors in his research. He says, I didn't do anything methodologically wrong. I trust my techniques. I trust the results. I check for bias in great detail. Nevertheless, he was forced to apologize last week. Quote, I now see that my work has hurt people. I apologize to you all for the stress and pain that I have caused. Nothing could be further from my hopes. I fully support all efforts to promote fairness, inclusivity, and a nurturing environment for all. So it was hurtful. He had aimed to reduce the role of individual subjectivity in scientific hiring and tenure decisions. He created a model that predicted a scientist's long-term research impact from the citation history of his early publications. He tested the results of his model against a panel of 22 prestigious astronomers, many of whom had advised the federal government on scientific research priorities and had served as jurors on high-profile astronomy prizes. That panel rated the research impact of the 512 astronomers whom Cormandy had run through his model. The panel's conclusions closely matched the model's results. And his paper stressed that hiring decisions should be made holistically. Scientific influence was only one factor to consider. Achieving gender and racial balance in a department was also a legitimate concern. But he dared to figure out a formula by which you could hire academic astronomers and know that they would produce great research. That's it. That's what he did. He came up with a formula that was fairly accurate in its predictions. The problem is that the equity clowns insist it's bad to use objective standards for anything. Oh, we got more on the subjective standard stuff today. They're coming for the standardized test for colleges. Why? Well, they're racist, of course. Wait to hear about this one. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business, First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan, say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com.